briefly say, Nachman <coughs> said over here, one of the one of very important aspect of being a Jewish person is to be focused what we are doing in this world. So the Satan words that the Balamusa say was I created to have breakfast and lunch. Is the breakfast and lunch for me to serve Hashem? Many people live for the food, and many people know the food is a way to, you know, the life should go on, we should do the mitzvahs. So every Jewish person knows that the ultimate goal is really, ultimate, ultimate everything is to be close to Hashem. But the problem is we forget ourselves. And there's many reasons why we forget. We forget because we have a, a incredible yoke of panosa. And this world, as I always say, this world is a very demanding world. It's incredible demanding. You know, we live in the world and uh, your body demands to sleep, your body demands food, the body demands hunger, clothing, warm, and the soul doesn't scream. You know, sometimes we raise children, the one who squeals the most gets the attention. So our body squeals the most. The neshama, we don't hear the neshama scream. It's quiet, passive sort of to us. When in truth is that uh, what, that's our test and that we have to be focused. And the best, the best way, this is what Yishram Nachman is saying over this story, is to remember every day that there's a, another world that we here we are here to grow, and uh, it's a temporary road. It's like you know taking a muscle of a person who you know he watches you know when the young children, my own young children, but they're very young, and they were going the first time airplane, and they were going to the aunt's wedding. The aunt's wedding, the end of the trip was too hard for them to visualize. They were preoccupied with the plane ride. They were the whole thing. We're going on a plane. Hello, you're going on a plane to your aunt's wedding. No, we're going on a plane. And we're gonna sit, or we're gonna watch the movie, or we're gonna go to the bathroom, we're gonna have soap, and we're busy. Because unfortunately, that's what we do too. We have like a road to come to Hashem, and we get bogged down on the road. We don't follow well, follow through. So this is what Nachman says over here that this is very important that a person should remember the world to come. There's another world, and we're traveling through this world, and we have to get to the next world. So in number seven, he writes now, in order to preserve the memory of the world to come, for the evil eye, she misses, misses Halev. The evil eye is, makes your heart die. Now, evil eye, like I explained last week, there's two things that are evil eye. The jealousy, you know, the incredible jealousy of someone really breaks a person's heart. He's very jealous. Now, he's going to explain different types of jealousy. One type of a jealousy is that a person is successful and he's not successful. One type of jealousy the person has, uh, 
you know, better children, a better wife, a better house, and a better neighbor, a better neighborhood. Jealousy has many different aspects, he says. But when a person has jealous, what he says is, it's literally his heart dies in him. Very, very sharp word. He gets broken, and, the, and, and when a heart breaks, he says, that's when you forget. People who are very much in a ra'ayin, ra'ayin means, that means the, they, they are jealous. In Yiddish, there's a very expressive word, not just jealous, they're not happy what you have, efargintnisht. That's a word they're saying, that, he, he, that, that he's not quite happy what you have. That causes the heart sort of to, to just diminish. And that causes it, he says, you forget what your purpose in life is. That because what he's in Rachman saying over here, of course we get pulled away by many things in life. The food and rest and everything pulls us away. But what pulls a person away to forget is another world. Just to forget there's a, there's a whole world and we gotta, we're here temporarily, gotta prepare yourself, is jealousy. Jealousy destroys the heart, he says. He says, <clears throat> he says, when a person, you know, that, my, let me explain, to, uh, explain this for Ayn Hara. Ayn Hara has a power. It is, it's a very powerful tool. It would mean that it, it could cause people, when a person has an iron hotter, could cause a person to, things to go to, to happen. The mother says that Harav uh, went to be sick of He says 99% of people died from an iron hotter in this, this graveyard. <coughs> iron hotter is a true thing. But we'll see later how a person should avoid iron hotter. But when a person he himself is jealous, that causes an iron hotter others. Your own jealousy of others makes a person forget what life is all about. That there's another world. If you notice people are humble, who think about another world, think about dying, these people are generally not jealous. People generally who are not humble and busy and, you know, are really engrossed and rooted in this world. So that's why they, are, they, it, they forget what life is all about. This is a very, very important thing, because we all have a little bit of jealousy. We don't, we don't like to call it jealousy, we call it envy. We would like to be like the other person, and there's a healthy part of envy in a person too, that he wants to be a better, daven better, learn better, do the right thing, but when the envy needs becomes sort of more, it takes, a, takes into it a sort of a hatredness, that's called uh, jealousy, that, the Zoe says, causes a terrible einhörder. That it destroys you and has effect on another person too. Now, he says, there's different types of einhörders. And one of the worst things of the einhörder <clears throat> is when another person has a higher position. He snasses, it's called. Let's say you guy has, you know, he, he, runs a big company, or he's got a, he's a rov, or he's got more money, and he's more covet. So you're not jealous of the money, you're jealous about the other person's covet, his respect, that people respect him and do for them. That type of a jealousy, he says, that is the worst. That you have to be careful. Jealousy of a man, and literally could, in other places, Nachman says, these things destroy a person, literally. <clears throat> So 
So it gives a marshal over here. Let me just to explain the marshal of this Ra Ayan. Gives a marshal of Yankov Avini. Yankov Avini, when he met Esav, Esav was a Ra Ayan. So he ordered Yankov Avini to appease the Ra Ayan. He did two things. One thing he did, he said, Yili Shoiva Chamor. He sent Esav, I only have ox and donkeys. That's not what the Father blessed me. Nothing to be jealous about me. He tried to deflect the jealousy of Esau. You're jealous of the brochas. He said to him, you know, well, don't be so jealous. The brochas was that I have a land that's very fruitful. I only have ox and, 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 and chamar and donkeys. Nothing to be jealous. And the second thing he did, he gave him gifts. So let him, you know, appease him. So you see that when a person has a bad eye into you, play it down. That's not so. You think it's I'm so successful. You think everything is going so well. It's not so. And you're like Yaakov. Then, and, you know, you see a guy, you know, send him a gift. You know, appease him sort of. That's the, that's the power of to quell an, a bad eye, he says. Then he says a very interesting thing. Sometimes people do not know how to get away from a bad eye, but he says then a person has to move away. I know someone who had moved into a house and a lot of bad things were happening. And he was convinced, was the iron heart of the neighbor, picked himself, moved away, and things stopped. I am not convinced, but I'm just saying, he said many bad things were happening. You know, the, there's such a, and there is such a thing, believe it or not, there is such a power of iron heart. Then Aram Nachman goes on and he says another very important thing. Very important, he says, number nine. Mos watches Ayn Mikoy Hamadama, the power of imagination. That this is very important. Inside the Likut Amram, he brings a Zoyer about this. Let me explain what he says over here. Very deep thing. In life, we, we always have imagination. Like we try to understand what happened. But, you know, was it the right thing done? Is it the wrong, wrong thing done? You know, when the guy insulted me, is it was a real insult. Do I take action? Don't I don't take action? Sometimes we take actions where we shouldn't be taking action. Sometimes we sit quiet, we should take action. You have to know exactly how to compare things, what's important, what's not important. What's, what's uh, vital, what's not vital. I'll give you a muscle. This Shabbos was hanging signs all over shoes that you should save this guy who's getting, uh, they want to put him in, what's his name, in Florida. Florida. Now, you know, people made it sound like it was the biggest mitzvah in the week. <laughs> this is it. It's one of the biggest mitzvah. I'm not convinced it's, it's a mitzvah. Maybe yes, maybe not. But often people, you know, they don't have the koyach of the Madama. Madama means to imagination to compare and to look at things the right way. This is as a, as a general popular, as a Jewish people. Then we also have a problem in our own life. You know what I mean? I, I thought he was angry at me. And he didn't come to my simcha. And he didn't show up and didn't say mazel tov. And then I'm all annoyed. And I'm convinced we don't judge the benefit of the doubt. We'll look at things not well. He says, just like an iron hotter, he explains, makes a bad influence. You know, when you don't have good eyesight, a pole could look like a man, a man could look like a pole. You know, anyone who wears glasses, you take off your glasses, 
I don't know what that is. Was that a person standing there or was that the curtain standing there? You know, you don't see well, so you don't, you're, you're not clear. The Ein Hara causes us not to see well. Now, how, not, how to look at life not properly. Very often we look at things which is, doesn't exist. You know, it, it both ways. Sometimes we imagine that we were hurt a lot more, or we imagine this person is great, 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 and you know, we over, you know, we, we look at things, it's like looking at something that's brass, you think it's gold, and something that's looking at gold, think it's just smarter. You know, it works both ways. If your sight is not well, it's, you don't know, look at life in a very clear way. And this is very important because this is what people get into trouble. People get into trouble and, you know, yeah, you know because they don't look at things the right, right hashkof, as we call it. So he says, over here, this is what he says, and if you look in the English, person must also guard his eyes from influence of the power of imagination. Even someone has a good eye, still needs to guard himself from this, just as we observe empirically that even a person with excellent vision can be mistaken about what he sees from afar. You could see something far, you don't see it well. The cats, where you have to watch your eye. And that's the Kreich HaMadama. And um, we'll soon see later how, one of the ways to, to, to take this, but one of the ways later says in the Torah, by learning Torah, that the Kreich of comparison is very important because we don't, we have to learn how to look at life and compare. You know, it could be young couples, I always say this to young couples, none of the hard things the young couples have, they don't understand each other well enough so they get insulted much quicker. Well, he didn't do this or she didn't do this, obviously she doesn't like me. You know, it means you came to a wrong conclusion, you didn't see the situation well. In most arguments, couples argue because they don't see well. You don't understand the other side. You know, you don't, uh, you didn't compare well, you didn't get a clear picture what this is all about. So this is what he says, that's why, <clears throat> that's what Igmuni says, he says, to explain this, put this in perspective, he says an interesting thing. The Gemara says, Pikach was really not Pikach. Pikach means smart aleck, but Medrash says he was brilliant. Koyrech was a truly brilliant person. How could he have made such a mistake? Midrash says, his eye misled him. What did he misled him? He saw that he's going to have a grandchild like Shmuel. Ah, must be an Abbasadik. Must be that I'm going to win this battle, sort of to say. That means he, he looked, he was, he really messed up his life by not seeing well. It's very profound, this thing. Because he didn't see things, if would have just says, wait a minute, what am I doing over here? So by not having emotional good eyesight, we call this in English, the way to look at things, Koirich, look what happened to Koirich. Often, Often in life, this happens to, you know, to couples too. What happens is, is because, you know, in, in, in every, I, he insulted me, didn't insult me, didn't come to the Bar Mitzvah, this come to the Bar Mitzvah. Take it out of proportion. You know what I mean? They don't see well. So this is what he's saying, that in order, a person is, I know there's two things, not to be jealous, not to look at other people with a bad eye, and also for yourself, be careful what you see. 
And, and how does a person, how does a person able to make sure he sees well? Inside he says, um, that comes by learning Torah. The more you learn Torah, the more makes you alert and aware, is this true? Is this the right thing to do? Am I judging the situation correctly? You know, because you, you know, we, are, we judge things all the time. For instance, you know, if, if, you were, if someone hurt your feelings, we judge it. Did the person mean to insult me? Did the person not mean to assault me? What exactly transpired over here? So do we have a power of a comparison. You know, every person is different. Does this person's word insult or wasn't an insult? So he's saying, this is why the Mekoyich Hamadama imagination has to be good, he says. <clears throat> now, how, this is gonna, uh, this is number 10, he explains now, how do we make sure that we have a good way of comparison? And he says, he says, that a person does not speak Loshon Hara or accept Loshon Hara, that gives a person of, to his imagination should be good. In, 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 in the, in the the Kutumran, the land, he explains a very deep thing, also brings from Balam Mikibalam. When a person speaks Loshan Hara, he loses the love of Kedusha. It diminishes, every person has in themselves a liking, there's a chain, there's a charm, a, 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 you know, you want to daven, you want to make a good Shabbos, you want to have a good Shabbos table. You want to dress Shabbos nicely. There's a certain charm. He says a certain love. When this person speaks Loshanara, that he, he loses the love for, for Kedusha, sort of to say. And when you lose the love of Kedusha, your mind's t- imagination is not a good imagination. The Koyuch of Loshanara is very powerful. If you read in English, number 10, if a person is protected against the problem, the genome, and he guards himself visually from both speaking and Believing slander about another Jew. He says, see, coming back, in the beginning he explained that what people are jealous, 90% of Loshanara, not always, but a big part of Loshanara is jealousy. If you are truly happy with yourself, you're not interested in speaking Loshanara. You are speaking, I, I say over a story always, I'm to explain, to prove my point, when you're happy, you don't speak gossip. I see over there was a bunch of young people sitting, and uh, there was a gossip talking. There were all the young people, the young men, coughing. You know, it was a hot topic and the gossiping. One guy gets a phone call from his wife, and she tells him on the cell, and he answers the phone in the middle of the meeting. She says, I have a great surprise for you, but please don't tell anyone. What is the great surprise? I'm going to tell you, I don't want any iron How to keep it for yourself. What's the great surprise? We just won $50 million. You know, it's anyways at night, finish the meeting, we'll celebrate, you come home. Closes his cell phone, looks around the room, and looks, and then he says, why are we gossiping? And the guy's asking, the Chovetz Chaim just called you? What happened over here? All of a sudden, he's a happy person. He's truly, deeply happy. The desire of gossiping just faded away. Jealousy, unhappiness, 
it is what people gossip a lot more. Not always it could be a situation a person accepts gossip, speaks gossip, and he's happy. But generally, you know, the, the silliness of, of, of Loshanara comes. And he says, when you speak Loshanara, it's your misgaber, the koyach hamadama, the falls how to look at things not the right way. And he says, and he explains what your person is poigim, explains this, um, and the memory. So Loshanara is connected to jealousy, and when you speak Loshanara, you lose the love of Kedusha, and the Koyich HaMadama, the way you look at things, becomes obscured. You don't look at things the right way. You, you know, your imagination, what you should do, you should do, gets, not, gets blurry. And things that happened, didn't happen, you know, it's a whole a, a, a way of looking. Because again, coming back to the beginning that he said, because Rav is explaining the challenge to be focused on life is very important. Because when a person is focused, I am here, you know, this is the focus of my life over here. I have to raise a family, to daven, to, to learn. This is the focus of, me, of my, myself. You, things go much easier. There many people have life and they lose the focus. You know, like, because we get distracted. Many people like, some, like he began in the beginning, many people get focused, the covid, the honor, or the making enough money. Is, you know, am I living like the Jones or the, you know, I have to have the same car as my friends. And that's all what they think. And all of them, they're not focusing on the ultimate tachlis of the world. Not even on your family, but you lose what is life all about. Because the more you know what, what, you, what, you, what you have to accomplish in life, the better you do it. You know, if a person knows, this is the job that I gotta do. My job, everyone's of a job has to know, we're living in this world and to serve Hashem. And remember, there's another world. It's not, we didn't get up this morning to have a great breakfast. This is not what Sunday is all about. A great breakfast and a great this and a, so, you know, it's a day that you have to live Accomplish, get closer to Hashem. Day is going to pass. This is what. Uh, to, he says even deeper. He says that when a person speaks Lashonada, he says then he falls from his love of a God into the behemoth bestial loves. It's called you. You fall away from the love of Hashem, and you become to love animalistic things. You know, when a person speaks Lashon Hara, all of a sudden, you know. I, I, let me just stop for a moment. I always ask young people. I give a class to young teenagers, and I always ask them. And after you know, they had a good session of Lashon Hara. Does any form feel good about it? I tell them. Does it feel good? Ah. I had a, you know, we had just now a geschmack It's never feels good negativeness. I tell this to young couples when you get in, we could say to older couples when you get into a good fight with your spouse. Afterwards, you say, you know, I, you know, I shouldn't have done it, but it was great. It's a good argument. It's a good fight. No one says that. No one says that. Even after the argument. You wish you wouldn't have done. Sometimes you do something, you shouldn't have done it. You went to a movie, you shouldn't have seen the movie. It's not the nicest movie, not the most easy movie. But you said it was good. You know, you know, it was good. 
but no one ever gets into argument, and after a good argument, he really says, you know, I shouldn't have argued, but it was good to argue to my wife or my husband, because negativeness does not make you feel good. A good gossip doesn't make a person feel good, neither good, because it brings a person down to, to the lower level. The anger, that brings the person all the way, pushes him down to sort of, to be sort of an animal. It's not the, the, the holiness, the saintful of a person, the kedusha of a person. Pushes him down, you know, when a person feels good, and he feels kedusha, and he feels close to Hashem, he's not in the mood of talking to Hashanah. But when you, when you get into a good argument, you, or you speak to it pushes you away from the kedusha. That's what this, that's what the Koyichel <clears throat> To explain this again further, even more, the Nachman goes on. <clears throat> See, I, 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 before we go on, I just want to explain about Lushnar or something. 90% of the time when people speak gossip is, besides that they don't feel good about themselves, is they don't look at people in a positive light. You know, if a person, if a person will look at any other person see, Every person who's unique. There's no one competing with you. Every person has a uniqueness to them. Every person, they, what they do in life, and what, how, they, how they go along in life, is unique of unique. Anyone who has many children knows that every child is a different world. And it's much easier when you have children to realize how each child is a whole different, different world. But, but when a person looks at life this way, and he sees every person is unique. You are born just like none of us look alike, none of us act alike, none of us see things the same way. Every one of us has something incredible positive what they do. So there's no like competition, you know, you know, the competitiveness that causes people to speak gossip. Every person. And this is very hard because we look at other people very critically. What we do most of the time I tell people is when we look at someone, we have a quick computer in our head, and we already put the person, he's this type, and this she type, and such a type. Our mind works very quickly, uh, very quickly put into the garage, oh, it's not my cup of tea, and finish, we already judged it. And so, you know, every, you know, Shlomo Melech says all the time, I, taught, I learned wisdom from everyone. From fools I learned wisdom. Every person is different, and every person has good qualities, and every person has their mysterious nefesh. Every person has different challenges. What's for you a challenge, for other people is not a challenge. There are people who, you know, food is, they don't, you know, they, they, uh, food is a terrible challenge for them. Other people, food, you know, never, never, he has to force himself to eat. Other people, it's other Yetzirahs. Every person has the weak spot, and every person has the strength. So when a, but when a person has to teach their mind, always to look at the positive. We don't do that, believe it or not. I always say this to people, we are much quicker to criticize than to compliment. Ask, this, ask for married couples. We are much quicker to criticize than to compliment. I always tell people, if we would compliment our spouse as much as we criticize, we'll be a great husband. 
And if we compliment them with the same passion, criticize them, you'll be a great, great husband. You know, our criticism, I always say, comes with the chassidish bren. You know, our compliments, you know, it's under the nose. Thank you. We are much, humans are much quicker to be critical, to be negative, and to be depressed, and to be unhappy. Positiveness takes demands from a person. So in, a, a person should, in order to not to speak Lushnara, you should focus on people and say, every person is special in their way. Doesn't mean that I have to live their life. But you know, the, the, the Lushnara comes from the jealousy and the unhappiness and a person is truly inside happy with themselves, they're not interested in speaking Lushnara. It has no interest. It's like, you know, there was a Super Bowl last week. I was so not interested. I didn't even know how the game works. But there, uh, how many, 100 million people watched it? I didn't even know how, you know, what a touchdown is exactly, you know? But 100 million people watched it. So if a person is truly happy, has an inner happiness, contentness, is not interested. When you speak to him, Lashonara is like, what are you trying to say over here? But that comes when you focus to look at people positive. And it doesn't come easy because we are born, I always tell people, we are born a kvetch. You know, we born, the baby is born coming, we came into this world crying. If you don't cry, the doctor slaps you, make sure you cry. The lungs are not going to fill up. So the first thing coming into this world is a cry. And as we grow up, is when we need something, we need to be pampered, we cry. We're hungry, we cry. Yeah, every baby, how does the baby communicate? Doesn't say, you know, look up, I need food. Cries. This is so in us that we quetch and to be negative. But we have to undo this. Like I tell this to my teenagers. <clears throat> As a teenager, you have to learn how to undo being selfish. Because we were born selfish, we think about it, it takes time as a teenager to not be so selfish. To think about others. Same way, we have to look at others in a positive way. Not to be critical. And we are critical. You know, when you hear someone says, so you're so critical, we all are critical. Some verbalize it more, some are much more critical. The more you're accepting of others, the less critical you are. The less Lashonara you talk. And the more, the better you could look at life. What Amnachna says over here, you're able to see clearly what life is about. Because one of the most confusing things of living is you don't see the picture clearly. You know, what, what, what exactly am I doing now? You know, how's the business going? How's my friendship going? How's the family going? How's my shalom bias going? Do, do I get insulted now? You know, people could get insulted for no, no one meant to insult them. Just that's, you know, because they don't look at this picture, get a picture of what it's all about. And usually it's because they always think about themselves. Part of, part of not to be so hurt is about thinking about the other person and judge the other people in a positive way and not to be so critical. So again, so Lashon Hara, it's a very, you know, you know, the problem is why Lushanara is also such a problem because if you don't talk about people, then what are you going to talk about? One guy, I, I tell men usually when I speak to them not to be so much involved in sports. A guy tells me, Rabbi, I'm involved in sports because then I know I don't talk Lushanara. He says, at least when I get together, we don't talk about people. 
uh, but from people. We just talk about, yes, touchdown, not touchdown. <laughs> but the truth is, it is difficult for people getting together and not to speak Loshnara. There's an urge when you meet someone to speak about something. But, uh, but the truth is not the truth you could talk about. There's so many things you could talk. It's just that we have a certain negativeness in ourselves which wants to be expressed. Once you train yourself to look at things positive, to be happy, to focus on the positive other person, you don't have this need to, to, to speak Loshinara. Many people have such a need just to talk negativeness because it's, it's really in their, in their kishkes, as we say. It's in their heart, sort of, to say. And the person slowly says, no, things are good. Things are the way it is. And many people have, it's not only right now, they have it as young people, they look, they think the world is against them. Whatever experience they have, they look at life the wrong way because they don't have a clarity. No one is against you and no one is for you. The world is the way it is. Many people have a hard time seeing it the way it is. So what Nachman is saying here, the less you speak Lashon Hara and the more you love, the more you have a clarity what life is about. People who love, who have love in themselves, have a much clearer way of looking at life. It works, when you speak Lashon Hara, you have a much negative, you don't see life the way it is. And because we don't see life the way it is, that's when we get into trouble. Most of our emotional problems is not seeing the, 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 the picture, the, way, the real picture, what it's all about. <clears throat> In number 13, he says that one of the worst thing, you know, when a, when a person is depressed and unhappy, that's when you could come to the most weird conclusions. I tell people, imagine you, you're driving through the street already for who knows how many years. You come to the red light, you woke up this morning in a very depressed, angry mood, and you look at the light and it doesn't turn green. Even the light is against me today. The light is a computer. It works every day the same thing. But when you are so down and so depressed, even the red light at the corner you think is against you. Because you, you, lose, you lose focus. That shows us you know, how we, when you're depressed, you literally lose how to look at life. I always tell myself when I am unhappy or depressed, I never make any decisions. I've watched myself for years. You don't make clear decisions when you're down. I'll think about it, I'll give another day, a few hours later, because when you're depressed, you literally don't have clear clarity in your mind. That's what he says, atzvis and depression really clogs a person's mind. And you watch, people who suffer from depression, a clinical depression, come up with weird ideas. And weird, the way they look at life. And because it doesn't, it clogs the mind. And if you're happy, it's, it, it, you see life differently. You must see a much clearer way in life, you see. You know, and happiness, as I say always, is t it, being happy. No one is happy in a passive way. Happy is only if you decide to be happy. Because we are born kvetch. We are unhappy, we kvetch, we criticize. I say this all the time. I was told that Valentine's Day was invented by Hallmark. 
Hallmark made it into a big thing for business. Now, <clears throat> I always tell people that in order to send I love you note, you have to go to Hallmark, get a car, and say I love you. Hallmark does not make cards where you want to scream at your spouse, I hate you, I'm annoyed at you, or I criticize you. We know how to do an excellent job. Criticism, we know how to do. We know how to do it, a better job. One of my daughters, many, many years ago, <clears throat> she was a teenager, she says, you know, I'm going to go to a Hallmark's car. There was a, she was working in the valley, and there's a store that sells in a huge store, just cards. She was going to go find me a card of criticism. She was only to bring me to bring home a card, how to criticize a teenager to keep the room clean. It says, you got me the right card, I told her. You know, they don't make cards of criticism. It doesn't sell. Otherwise, they would have plenty. We know how to criticize better. So it, it, negativeness is much easier. I jokingly tell people, no one goes to a therapist and says, you know, I don't know how to scream. I don't know how to criticize. I don't know how to pouch. I don't know how to, you know, teach me. We, that everyone knows. Positive is what we need to work on. So happiness does not come by itself. Happiness, it's you must conscientiously say, I'll be happy. I tell this to people, fake it and you'll make it. If you're not in a good mood, just walk around smiling. And you will become in a good mood. And it's very, very important, Simcha. It's one of the most, one of the great things that Hashem have introduced in the Chassidus. Not just the Bresla, this started with Balshemtov. Simcha is very important. When you're happy, you get along better with your family, with your friends, and it's a whole different world. And it, you need to take a happiness doesn't come just by itself. You must get up and conscientious tell yourself you'll be happy. Now, it's easy to be happy often when things go well. The trick is when the challenge of life comes. When you have a headache and there is crisis, and not to lose yourself and to be happy. And everybody does say, what it, may, what it does, does say over here, that the unhappiness, quetching, skews a person's sight how he looks at life. I'm sure you all experienced that. When you were depressed and the way you looked at things, the way you were able to focus on things, it was a very not clear way of looking at things. When a person is happy, he looks at it so differently. So happiness helps a person to look at things better, have an iron toiv, not an iron hara. Beginning to explain the concept of iron hara. Iron hara means a bad, evil eye. Happy person do not carry an evil eye, the Zoe says. Depressed people, unhappy people, who are jealous, they carry the evil eye. So you don't want to have an, you don't want to have an evil eye, is by being much happier and say, I'm happy for you that things are working out for you. No one is taking away from you anything. There's enough money in the world, enough shaduchim in the world, enough to go around. Often people think that, you know what I mean, like, Baruch Hashem, there's enough that a bunch of gave for everyone, enough. There's enough happiness and gold and silver and achas, nothing. When you're happy for the person, you are a happy person. Yeah. 
Well, that, that common means, nothing's going to help me. That common means that he's unhappy, he's depressed. And one of the ways that Nachman says in another place, one of them, he says, a person to get out of his bad mood, he should act silly. It's one of the ways to just act silly. But there's another way is, is to look at the good points that's happening in life. When a person is in a bad situation, if he's locked up, it, as we say in America, get out of the box. You gotta, you know, you look at things, it is, you look at the things that are working. It's not the end of the world, this is working. And even um, this pain I have, Baruch Hashem, like I explained it to one of my family members the other day, one of my children, uh, the, the grandchildren was not, Baruch Hashem, you got the doctor immediately what you needed. You know, in every situation, there's always good points that you'll find. Like, you know, it's a day like this. We could, we, we, I tell, I say over and over, we are the luckiest human beings that lived in the world since Adam Rishon was kicked out of the Ganeidim. King Solomon didn't have such a good life as we do. He did not have an airplane. My daughter comes back, my youngest daughter comes back, the teacher says, King Solomon had a, had a magic carpet. He didn't have a private jet. You know, we, we, could, we get onto a plane. I didn't, you know, imagine, for, trying to explain to people 100 years ago, you get 400 people get into a room, the room is gonna pick up and travel, and look, you're nuts. I mean, a room, 400 people get into a jet, it picks up, travels, but could take six months and 13 hours. Imagine from Europe to go to Etzisol, almost took six months at times of Barshamtov. Today it's a two hour trip, two and a half hour trip with the plane. And with air conditioning, and, 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 if the, and the seat doesn't move back, you get annoyed. <laughs> and there was no coffee on the plane, or there's no kosher on the plane. We are so blessed. So a person can look at this and say, and not only are we so blessed, we are living in a country that the Jews, almost since they were kicked out and from there to soon, never had it so good. I mean, there were times, short times, they had it. But, you know, my parents, you know, my parents are Hungarians. Even hungry before the war was a dangerous place. If a policeman wanted to start up with you, there was his word against you, where he could kill you, finish. And anti Semitism, you, know, you have to look, when you look around life, the positiveness, slowly your negativeness, the depression. I'm talking when a person is just not clinically depressed, suffers from, from chemical imbalance. Just, you know, we all go through our hard days. If you look around, Baruch Hashem, this is working, this is working. Baruch Hashem, for this, and I have this, I have whatever I have. And it mostly to tell yourself, Baruch Hashem, I'm a Jew, and I got up, and I'm davening. Two weeks is going to be... Purim, and six week is going to be Pesach. I know, woman, I get nervous, but Pesach is going to come, and the Seder is going to come. There's so much that you look around, it takes a person out of that gloomy mood. But you have to, it's, you know, I, I, you try this exercise, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. But you really have to look at the good things. Happy people have in themselves, they know how to do it. I ask many people, when, are happy, you know, just to ask them, you know, how do you, how do you stay happy? People are not see this, I'll see this happy. And they say, they always try to find the good things around them to keep their mood going. 
because you know we 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 want more and more. You know, finally you have a cell phone, but I found that there's another type. Maybe it's a better one. I should get a better one. You know, we are always like more and more and more and. You know, we don't sit back and say, let me enjoy what I have. So we live in California, we quetch that the sun is too much out. Or we quetch that, you know, people in, in, in New York, he said, probably, I was just in New York, my brother made a wedding. A guy told, probably in LA, people are much happier than people in New York. I says, no, quetching, we all share the same amount of quetching. Yeah, but we, you know, the guy tells me, my wife suffers, you know, she's in the house, she can't get out, and there's snow and there's ice and she doesn't like to drive. We, the quetching, we have to. We find things to quetch about her too. So in order to pull yourself out of this, what you're really asking, a person has to look at things, the positive things. And Rav Nachman says in another place, he explains when you look at uh, even on yourself, Baruch Hashem, with all my problems, I still made a bracha this morning, and I still believe in God, and I still keep Shabbos, and I have a Shabbos, just a Shabbos left, and I kept Shabbos, I have a Shabbos under my belt. It elevates a person. The fact is that we alive is the greatest gift. All of us here, probably have friends are not are gone already. Here we are, life in our hands. And, you know, we, that itself should make a person happy. But again, happiness does not come unless you conscientiously work on it. That's why it says, if dies Hashem b'simcho. I've, I've watched this. I didn't do a you know scientific study, but I've wa- asked many people who are happy, not because they see them, and they just said they have it. They work on it. It doesn't. No one is happy because they have a happy bone. We humans. I once. I, I think I said the story over once. I. I <clears throat> one time, many about 20 years ago, I wasn't feeling well. It was Halloween, and I dropped my children off in Disneyland. I didn't go in. I dropped them off. That's a huge sign, the happiest place on earth. So I dropped them off and I sat down outside. I wasn't going to go in. I think I had the flu and I just, uh, and I noticed people coming. No one is smiling. The happiest place on earth. What happened to the smile? No one is smiling. The only ones that are smiling and others was young, you know, people with a date and they were going, just everyone was just carrying and with the children. No smile. What happened to the happiest place on earth? So a lady tells me that she was commissioned to paint a picture of Wall Street. And there's an artist in the community. Someone paid the money to go to, so she went to New York, to Wall Street, and she paid, was, took a stand and watched people come out. This was a regular day. Nothing, uh, nothing, you know, the stock market was steady for a few weeks. And she remembered once in my class I said, most of the people now, she didn't, she looked around, the faces coming out, not one person was smiling. We humans don't smile. It's, it's a, it, it, in order to smile, you, make, you have to be conscientious of doing it. It's not just smiling, most people walk around like, okay, it's like, 
And the truth is, the more happy you are, you notice your relationship is better, you get along with people better, you like yourself better. You fall in love with yourself. Happy people like what they have. And after a while you become happy, Baruch Hashem. Any other questions? Repeating, repeating negative things is Lashon Hara. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, a person, to, it, it's true. In order to stop speaking Lashon Hara, you really have to learn the halachas. Because, you know, as, as you live with people, there's certain times you must say, I always say in my shul, very interesting observation. When there's a mitzvah to speak Lashon Hara, people don't want to speak Lashon Hara. When there's no mitzvah to speak, that's when you speak Lashonara. Comes to Shidduch and someone calls you up and tell, tell me, you know about there, is it responsible? I, I don't want to speak Lashonara. That's when you're allowed to speak. The guy wants to know, is he a responsible person, not a responsible person? Does he do his job? Is he kind? Gets along? That's, that's when there's a mitzvah to say, when he asks you directly. Does he have friends? Is he nice? Gets along in shul? Argues in shul? That's when you're allowed to say. All of a sudden, People become, oh, I don't speak Lashon Hara, but just gossip in language, there's no reason. That's when people speak gossip. It's very tricky, Lashon Hara. But um, because, see, the speech, the Zoe says a very profound thing. The speech is in Golis. Meaning to say, when we need to talk, we don't talk. We need to talk at home with your wife, we don't talk. Yeshua, when we shouldn't talk, we just talk, talk, talk. That's the, the, the challenge of the speech. But then the next thing he says, another way to get happy, he says music. Believe it or not, music helps people to get out of the depression too. And not only the depression, how, how not to look things in a negative way always. He says, he does say the music should be someone who plays music Shem Shemaim. Hearing music being played on instrument by a righteous musician for the sake of heaven can be most helpful in enabling a person to be happy, subdue the power of imagination and to main memory. Listening to someone who plays music, the Shem Shemaim, the music itself could help a person to be happy and, and to to remember what life is all about and not to have imagination thoughts. Imagination means you make up thoughts because happiness does help a person to pull away from, from the negativeness. But it should be music from a, not all music, but music from a, from a truly holy person, he says. In Breslov, one of the things why musicians are so attracted to Breslov, the Nachman used to say, music is very important. From all the Rebbes and all the Chassidus, Breslov made a big thing about music. Very, very big. And he says that music could help a person so highly to pull away from the negativeness and to come spiritual, even to become a prophet. A prophet, prophecy, you cannot have without music. And even though we don't have prophecy, he says, but there's some leftover prophecy that comes to us when we're very happy with music, he says. 
Music is very, very powerful. In Besamekdish, this was a big thing. The Levine played instruments in the Besamekdish, and it was a very, very important function. <clears throat> the Madri says that when a person bought a carbon, the Levine would play music, and it literally broke the person's heart and he did tshuva. The power of music. Music is very, very powerful. In both ways, to be, you know, irresponsible, as you know, in the music world, or it can make a person very responsible. And it makes a person elevated very, very much. <clears throat> so to sum things up, what he said today, what we learned today, is a person should not, not be jealous. And to get jealousy out of your system is to be happy with yourself. Jealous people carry a terrible einhörer. And a person should not be jealous of every person. Know that every person is unique. You know, what you are doing in this world is Hashem custom made you. Set you up who you, who your spouse, who your children, who your neighbor, where you're living. Everything is exactly the way the Rebunstein wants. And, and it's one thing, and he says not to speak Lashonara. Because if a person speaks Lashonara, then he, his imagination comes into place. He imagines things and he fantasizes the wrong things. And he, you know, in his mind, he looks at the world in a not a very clear vision. And happiness helps a person to get out of this, to pull yourself out of this negativeness. So it's today, other, and two weeks is uh, Purim. Try to, even if you're not in a good mood, fake the smile. I'm, you know, I gave a class Friday for a bunch of lawyers. I was asked to speak. So I asked them a very simple question. I asked them, you know, it's Friday, everyone's going home, and the table's going to be set, and then, you know, everyone's wife has come down dressed Shabbos dick and all made up nicely. What do you more want? Uh, your wife dressed up beautifully or not dressed up so nicely but wearing a smile? Unanimously, they all said, you'd rather want to smile. So I said, can you imagine, you all agree, you'd rather want for your spouse a smile. How much more would she want if you're going to smile? You know, you walk through a door and you smile, it's a whole different world. Happiness is very powerful. And it just makes you feel better, makes your relationship feel better makes you more devoted to Hashem. It's very, very powerful. Okay, stop away, thank you. Yeah. I give classes, I give, I give a dafkiam in the morning. At night I give a quarter to eight. Quarter to eight. Night. Yeah, Daf Yemi. Every night. Every night. Where in